Welcome to the Gate Crashers Podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your Ivory Tower representative, Amanda Liedeke, literary agent and vice president at McGregor and Liedeke. And I'm your self-publishing insider, Carice Crow, novelist and speaker. So last season, we told you guys about a AI translation service called DeepL, which works a lot like Google Translate, where you just drop your text into a translate box, and then it gives you whatever language you've selected, um, your text translated into that. And it was really interesting at the time because it was relatively new and it was still getting backlash from a lot of translators. And what's ended up happening over the last few months is instead of it replacing translators, translators are actually getting more projects and making more money because of this. Um, so what ends up hap- what ended up happening was the really savvy translators bought like the pro plan for Deep L. They get uh, they get an author who hires them to translate their book. They drop the book into Deep L first, and then they go back through and they edit it. And it's so much faster than just doing it by hand. Hmm. So we, we've already covered a little bit of AI, but there's two new areas of AI that I want to cover with us in this episode and the next one. And today I want to talk about AI art. Hmm. And I, I brought this up to you a couple of weeks ago and you were kind of like, mm, it's not that good. And I was like, I don't think you've seen what I've seen. <laughs> yeah. I saw the raw like this is what the computer spat out and the lady's face looked like Picasso. Yeah. Like it was just like weird. And so, yeah, yeah. yeah, It was the raw AI artwork that I saw. Yeah. And it's AI art has definitely been undergoing some big changes over the last year. I remember there's a woman on TikTok who will like ask an AI to draw things. And it is very like dreamlike and the details aren't right and it's kind of always spooky and eerie um but that those codes are ever-changing um and i think there's a place for it in the book publishing world in a couple different ways so like right now with some of the top ai programs to use there's midjourney deep dream hotpot.ai um and you can really get sort of any style of art if you want like photorealistic if you want watercolor or yeah even that kind of picasso type look you can do that and you don't need to have any sort of graphic design experience whatsoever because a lot of these services like they're either free or it's like a ten dollar a month fee um And all you really have to do is drop in a written prompt and then the AI is going to spit out what it thinks you want to see. And most of them have little buttons of like, okay, we'll keep, keep that image or keep this, but then like kind of reshuffle, you know? Um, So you can put in something like beautiful mermaid sunning herself on a rock in the ocean with a fiery sunset, photorealistic ultra detail, and it will kick you out that image. Um, some of the like futuristic or post-apocalyptic scenes are really, really cool. Hmm. And, you know, the, the technology is not there yet where, you know, you could just drop a prompt into the engine and then immediately get an image that would be book cover worthy. 
Yeah. But it is similar to DeepL where the people who are using it and that are using it in the publishing industry and are being successful with it are primarily doing it to cut out, you know, 80 to 90% of the work that creating a custom image from scratch does for them. Yeah. So like you said, like that woman's face was kind of like Picasso. It's very common. Like if you're looking for like creating a character or something, the eyes kind of aren't right. They're watery, they're glassy, but that's really easy to fix in Photoshop, you know? Yeah. So if you are a graphic designer, this is a great tool for just, you know, you'll, all you have to do is go in and clean that up instead of making something from scratch or having to search around to find all the different kinds of images, composite them together. It's, it can really save people a lot of time. I'm actually having a graphic designer do probably over two dozen images for me for my series. Um, just because, uh, in vellum, which is what we use to format books for ebook and print, um, we can actually print books where there's an image laid onto the first page of a chapter and then, um, it's done in grayscale and then the text over top of it is white. So it just, it doesn't print the words, but it does print the image. Mm-hmm. So you see this, this big picture. So I'm having, um, a graphic designer put together like landscape pictures, dragon images that I'm then going to go back through and add into my book just for that extra, um, just for that extra immersion, yeah. you know? And right now, like that kind of imagery is not supported by something like Amazon print on demand or eBooks, but I bet that changes within a year or two. Um, and since we do so many live events and I can sell it online as like a, a special author copy that you can order directly from me. Cause I have that store set up now. Um, it's going to look really cool. And it's going to be really good for social media too, of posting videos of this is my new book. I just got it from a printer. Look at these cool pages, look at the chapter, this awesome artwork. So it's, it's interesting because in addition to using that imagery, like in my physical book copies, because I'll own that art, that's a great amount of assets to have for social media mm-hmm. for, you know, making Instagram posts or TikTok videos where you overlay text over a background. Well, I own that background. It's specific to me and you'll see it in my book. So it's, yeah, I think it's a really interesting and possibly really valuable tool for authors to be aware of and be aware of how to use it and how to use it in the most effective ways. Yeah. When you download the AI art, is it, does it come as like a flat image or does it come yeah it's a it's a flat image yeah okay so So that's so yeah you have to then have like some photoshop right because yeah that face like everything was fine it was a woman who was crouched down and her back was to the viewer but you could just see like the slightest bit of her profile and it was just like had like a weird issue where it was just like a crazy geometric like i don't know how to describe it yeah it just was not like as a face would look and I mean, it would be fairly easy for anyone skilled in Photoshop to be able to like fix that up and yep, <laughs> put a exactly. different face or whatever, you know, the solution would be. Right. Um, that was the only thing that was like, I quote unquote wrong with it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so. I think I sent you some images of uh, cat knights. So like like a sword and shield, yeah. like a knight um, that people were making on Mid Journey one day. And yeah. some of them were really impressive. Yeah, it looked realistic to me. Mm-hmm. And so maybe also like this other image that I saw, maybe the, the author used a word that like maybe it was like use the word fantasy or something that made the program think, okay. Unrealistic. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so then that's just like the nitpickiness of working with AI is like, you can type in a word like there's that, um, there's this woman that people are say is like haunting AI art and she's attached to this word L O A B and um she's appearing in like all different kinds of you know images like a similar or slightly different version of her and so yeah it's like those words that you type in they matter um and so if you're not getting what you want well maybe your usage of the word fantasy isn't translating properly or your usage of whatever word just right you know, so you might want to have to be creative. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Gate Crashers podcast. If you found value in this episode or in any of the episodes we've done, you can drop a tip in our tip jar. You can send a tip via PayPal. Simply use our link, paypal.me slash gatecrashers, or log into PayPal and search us using our username, which is at gatecrashers. And be sure to be here next week for a brand new episode. I was going to say it's low, girl, because just the way that door creaked. Oh.